My belief about business success is that it's 20% strategy, it's 80% mindset. And I think if we all sit back and actually think about that for a second, you can feel the truth of that. Yes, it's Pareto's principle, the 80-20 principle, but deeper than that is how many times have you downloaded, you know, somebody's free thing, or you've looked at something, you've taken a master class, or you read like you read a great book, or you watched a great YouTube video and you got the strategy. Like they'll give it to you because they're not dumb. If your head's not on straight, the strategy's not going to work. I don't care what strategy it is. I don't care who gave it to you. If your head is, this is stupid, I can't do it. You're not, it's not going to work. It just doesn't happen. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hello, my cosmic baddies. Today's episode is not only for you, but it's for the cosmic boss within, because we have on a true goddess guru coach expert who's going to help you, I think, overcome some of the biggest blocks I've been hearing about. We have on the podcast today, Sarah Walton. Sarah Walton is a business coach and sales expert who has been featured on the Today Show. Ever heard of it? speaks at women's conferences all over the world, and has actually helped hundreds of women start and grow businesses they actually love. She works with a handful of one-on-one clients, but she also runs this thing called the Sales Mastermind that we're going to get into. And she also leads her exclusive Abundance Academy for Women in Business. She's also the voice behind the Game On Girlfriend podcast and the face of Sarah Uncut on YouTube, making her the go-to source for no-nonsense business coaching and real-life mind-blowing abundance. From growing up in a low-income household with a single mom to helping moms turn their passion into a business they love that can support their families, Sarah's lived experience shows how women can powerfully change their lives and the lives of their families and communities. We are so here for this. Through her successful coaching business, which she designed to actually put more money in the hands of more women, Sarah's transition from being just another coach to being a change maker. And it's time to put more money in the hands of more women. And Sarah is all in on this mission. And that's why I am so excited to have her on as our cosmic change maker for this episode. Sarah, welcome. How the hell are we doing today? Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. What a great intro. I'm so happy to be here with you today. I'm all about, let's just make all the change. All the change. Let's just, do it. We're so excited. Get in the kitchen. We're just whipping up new recipes, new things. <laughs> Game on, as I say. Like, let's go. Love it. Let's go. The time is now. You know, I'm so excited to talk about everything you do. It's something that I know is so resonant, so deep, mm-hmm. so near and dear to so many people. I know in this podcast are entrepreneurial, are, are looking to definitely um, have a better relationship with, with money and abundance. But before we get into all of that, We do need to go over your cosmic bio, which is your big three, your sun, moon, rising. So do you know those or do you want me to tell you? 
I know I'm an Aries. <laughs> I think I have a Scorpio moon. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yep. <laughs> like, I should know this. My aunt is like such an amazing astrologer. I should know all this. And I think that's all I know. You're good. You have obviously that Aries sun, which just is like makes so much money and makes so much money. Well, that was Freudian. <laughs> that was the best slip ever. Oh my gosh. Can we like record that forever? I want uh, that on autoplay. Just makes <sighs> so much money, which they do. I think that Aries have such a way of making money um, and then going after things. And then Scorpio mm-hmm. moon is also the sign that's about like keeping money and also uncovering shadow work and, and subconscious things that block us from money. And then you have this gorgeous, fun, flirty Gemini rising. When I read your intake form and I was reading your bio and all the little notes you left me, I was like, oh, this girl has some of that word witchery. She is a little like coquette. She is flirtatious. She is bubbly. So yeah, so so that's your big three. And I already feel it so much in you. (laughs) Oh, that makes me so happy. I love that. Well, I'm glad. And I'm glad I knew some of it too. I feel very, I feel very lucky to be chatting with you today about this. I'm serious about that too. I love it. Oh, you're so cute. Yeah, tell your aunt you did a good job. You, you, you're so, <laughs> so proud. She'll be like, woman, I've been over this with you. I'll be like, I'm so I'm like flashing to like my nieces one day growing up. Maybe like, come on, I've been talking about this. <laughs> oh, it's true. Oh, it'll it'll happen, sister. It'll happen. Oh my good God. Stuff. You are so cute. Okay, so I'm so excited to get into talking about everything from your coaching business to your Abundance Academy. And of course, we're going to talk a little bit about like demystifying sales talking about maybe a little selling without being sleazy. Because listen, we all have a lot of issues around it. But if you got a gift, you got medicine, you got an offering to share with the world, you're going to have to sell it at some point. <laughs> uh, it helps it re- when you get a mortgage and stuff. Re- it's a good thing to know how to do. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm so excited to get into that. But first, you know, I love to hear how we end up where we end up, especially on these paths of being a change maker, of choosing a really purpose-driven career slash life path that's maybe not exactly the cookie cutter like college degree into <laughs> a certain like, oh, you graduate here, you do this. I'm like, oh, how did you end up here? So tell me a little bit about about your story. Okay. I'll try to be brief because it started when I was five. So hang on to your hats <laughs> and glasses. But so... It really did start when I was five, though. That's the truth. I was watching um, a fundraiser with PBS, and most people don't remember this anymore, but PBS used to host these fundraisers twice a year, sometimes once a year, and they had on the most gorgeous programming while they were doing this, and one of them happened to be the Nutcracker, and I believe it was the Russian Ballet, and I was watching it with just my mom. It was just the two of us, because that's all we were, and I remember pointing to the screen and saying to my mom, I want to do that. Like, I didn't Mm. know what that meant or how hard it was, obviously, right? Like, oh my gosh. (laughs) But I just looked at it. It was gorgeous. I was like, I want to do that. And obviously, we didn't have that much money for me to go off and get dance classes. I did here and there, but never consistently. And I'm about to tell you how old I am. But I was raised, you know, at the time of MTV. So I learned how to dance by watching Paula Abdul throw chairs and Janet Jackson do Rhythm Nation. And I thought I was pretty damn smooth, by the way. Thank you so much. I mean, that's an education. I mean, come on. Come on. How many people can throw chairs and dance with an animated cat? I mean, come on. It was amazing. It was amazing. So that's really how I learned most of it. And whenever we could afford for me to take classes, I would, but it was very rare. Anywho, in my little town called Sandy, Utah, where I was raised, and if that rings a bell, there are two claims to fame that Sandy, Utah has. One is it's the town that Elizabeth Smart was taken from, and the other, it's where they filmed Big Love. So I'm just going to leave that there, but this is where I was raised. Do with it what you will, right? (laughs) 
Merry Christmas. All right. So that's where I was raised. And um, what was really a big deal in my town was like the dance team, the company dance team in high school. That was a really big deal. And I'd watch these girls perform at halftime. It was just all I wanted. And I was so excited when it came time for me to finally try out. So I try out. I'm doing the Janet Jackson pop-ups. Like My knees hurt so bad. My rear end hurt. All of it hurt. But I worked and worked and worked and worked. And I got this routine down and I did it and I made the team. And I was so freaking excited, right? Like, And I was in such a tight-knit community. People were bringing me single roses. I was so excited. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then I got the letter that talks about how much it's going to cost, like the Mm. company jacket, right? And the shoes and the costumes. And like, I don't know, Maddie, if you've ever had one of those moments where you like watch yourself have an experience. It's almost like, wow, this is happening right now. But that's what it felt like. Like my, my hands were sweaty. My stomach had fallen through the floor. My mouth got dry. And I was like, oh my, this can't, I, I, and I'm watching the stream evaporate, right? So I got really frisky. I know you're shocked, but I got very frisky um, and I got a job at the mall. And if you don't know what a mall is, just think about Stranger <laughs> Things, okay? Because they don't exist anymore, really. But I, I got a job at the mall and I was selling tchotchkes from a cart that nobody needed, but it's okay because it was the 80s. It was cool. We bought stuff like that. So I get my first paycheck and I was so excited. Like I'm holding this thing in my hand. It's enough for the deposit. I'm so stinking uh-huh. excited, but I didn't have a bank account. And at that time, you could go to the grocery store and get your check cashed at the service desk. So I walk into the grocery store with my mom and my younger half-brother, and we're walking into the store, and she says, Sarah, the strawberries are on sale. Can we get some? And I'm thinking of my costumes. I'm thinking of the strawberries. And I'm like, yeah, we can do that. So I go to the service desk, and I get my check cashed, and my mom and my younger brother go to get the strawberries. So once I have the cash in hand, I go back to the you know express line to find my mom and my younger brother, and they're not there. And I'm like looking up and down all the aisles, and finally I see them in line with a cart full of groceries. Mm. And I know they're groceries my mom can't pay for, yeah. right? So I'm standing there, and I'm, I'm looking at this cart, and it's breakfast cereal. It's my brother's favorite breakfast cereal. There's milk. There's bread. There's lunch meat for his lunches and the strawberries. And I'm standing there, Maddie, and I'm like, I can pay for these groceries or I can pay for something I've wanted for as long as I can remember, but I can't do both. Mm. And at 16 years old, I decided for my entire life, I could take care of my family or I could take care of myself, but I couldn't do both. And Mm. I made that true. I was the first woman in my family to go to college. I have 65 cousins or something. I've lost track a lot. So that's saying something. I left Sandy, Utah. I moved to New York City. I got this amazing job. And now I have two kids. And I'm sitting in this gorgeous glass office. And I have a staff of 30. And I'm like, oh, my God, I made it. I'm freaking miserable. Oh. But my family's fine. Right. Why? Because at 16, I decided I couldn't take care of my family and myself. And there was a morning when my daughter called me and she just said, mommy, I miss you. Because I only saw my kids in their pajamas, right? They were in their pajamas when I left, they were in pajamas when I got home. Mm-hmm. And I'm listening to the clock tick away the seconds of my life in my office, right? And I'm like, what the frick am I doing? And it was that day that I remembered the moment in the grocery store. And I was like, oh my gosh, I did this. I did this. I decided this. It was like, oh my, it was like a really powerful moment for me. And I got up and quit. 
It was amazing. And all this time at this amazing corporate job, which I was so lucky to have, the people I worked with were amazing. It's just not what I was here to do, right? And every morning I'd go in and there'd be a line of people outside my office, mostly women going, hey, I can't get my team to listen to me. Or could you review this email? Or I want to get a raise and I'm not sure how. Why isn't this? And I was like, can I just do this part? not do the rest of my job for the rest of the day. I just want this part. I didn't know that was coaching, but I loved that piece of it. And I was like, oh, can I just talk about that? And at the heart of that was communication. It was self-trust. It was personal development. It was all these things that I'd been learning on the side when no one was looking while I was so miserable. And so that day I got up and quit. I was terrified. I almost got divorced over it. I had no idea what was going to happen. But that was also the day that my business was born 14 years ago. Oh, and just because people get mad at me, I do want to let you guys know. People are like, what did you do in the grocery store? I'm sorry. I don't mean to leave people hanging. Okay. Um, I bought the groceries. I think we know. I think we <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, for my yeah, family, yeah. right? <laughs> and just this is this next part of the story is why my motto is I put more money in the hands of more women mm-hmm. is my best friend's Sorry, I still tear up. It's been 150 years and I still cry. But mm. my best friend's mother heard what had happened and she bought my dance costumes for me. Oh, and in 2019, I know I cry every time. Right? In 2019, <laughs> I got to host a conference in Utah. I went back to Utah to host this conference. And people know this is my grocery store story, right? And they've heard me tell it before. But I said, you guys, you know how I always tell you there was a mom who bought my costumes. Oh. And I got to bring her up on this stage with me. And thank her publicly for changing my life. And that this is what happens when women have money. This is what we do with it. And that without her, I wouldn't have been there that day. And the most amazing part, she passed away in 2020. So it was so unbelievable for me. Because I don't know, Maddie, if you have this, this feeling sometimes, we tell our stories, we talk about them, but to have it come together like that and to be reminded, there's a person behind my story that I got to share with everybody. You know, she's on my YouTube channel. You could see me crying, thanking her. Like, it's, like, it's there. It's real. I think being able to tie that in and remember as our businesses grow, as we help more people, there are humans behind us who have influenced us, who have made this possible, who have helped us change and grow. And that that's a real part of this. Like we're working with humans. Money comes into our business through other people. And that yeah. this is actually the way this works. And it was just one of those amazing moments for me where I got to tie that thread from five years old all the way through and have people see this is really what this looks like. Oh, wow. First of all, just taking a moment for your Gemini rising storytelling, weaving skills, beautiful storytelling. I'm crying. I'm laughing. (laughs) Oh my God. Now that's an origin story. And it's so true. It's interesting how that decision is like it's almost like a, a parable or like a you know Aesop's fable. It's so rich in the meaning of like, look at your little brother in the face and your mom with the cereal and the milk or like your dream, your passion you worked hard for. And then how that just imprints on you. That it's one or the other. And yes. having that wake up call in that moment. And, and it's so cool that you were able to, to kind of, again, be outside of yourself in that moment to be like, this isn't it. It is so beautiful. And we're so grateful for it because you ended up here and just really... Yeah. Shout out to your friends. That makes me cry. I cry just talking about it. Cause it's like, oh, it's those like people, especially women who come into your life and you're just like, why are you an angel? And just like the moms who are moms, like everyone, they just see like, 
okay, this girl, like, I'm just gonna, like, she needs this dance costume. She is, she's worked hard for this. And those are just the people who really are angels walking on the earth. So thank you for, for sharing that. And that's so cool that now you get to help people be those women with the money in their hands, yes. to be those earth angels, to be those people who are present with their own families, but also like for other people in their community. And so this is sort of then you went on this journey. So I, I love I love that you're like, I like this part of my job. Can I just carve this part out? And it turns out like you can. And clearly you're very good at it. <laughs> I do love it. I love it. Yeah. I love that way of thinking of it too. Um, and so then what came next? Did you go right into like coaching one-on-one? Because I know you have this mastermind you run and then this Abundance Academy, but what was sort of like the order of like, where did you feel like, okay, this is where women need me the most and and this is where I'm going to start? Yeah. Well, what came next was terror. (laughs) Can I just be honest about that, you guys? Like, oh, stop it. I was horrified. I was like, I just gave up the 401k. Oh my God, I'm going to die. I mean, it was the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. And I don't know, have you read the book, Believe It by uh, Jamie Kearns-Lima? She's the founder of It Cosmetics. Oh my gosh, everybody, if you're listening, you're in my, just run right now and go buy it. It's amazing. Okay. It's very easy to read, like super like chill. It's, you know, but oh my gosh. And she talks about in this book, I'll give you a brief history. So she created a makeup line for her own rosacea. She was a TV anchor and her rosacea kept breaking through the makeup and it was horrifying, right? So she made her own out of her own living room with just her husband, almost going bankrupt. Three years, they made $0, like terrifying. She sent her products to QVC so often, the CEO called her and said, stop sending us your products. We're never going to put them... Like, talk about no, right? Right. And she (laughs) talked about like, holy cannoli, like terror. (laughs) Like, I don't think my terror quite matches, right? Like this woman is extraordinary as far as like inspiring all of us. But what she talks about in that book is after those no's, there's another devastating no that she hears from a venture capitalist, right? Who then later called her and said, that was the biggest mistake of my life. That's the fun part. But anyway, it was, it was a moment that was kind of like, you know, in Pretty Woman where she goes, big mistake. Big mistake. Literally, that's the vibe. <laughs> oh, you work on commission? Big mistake. Yeah, I know, right? Big mistake, right? Don't we all just want, well, I want a moment like that for myself. I don't know what it is, but I want one. Anyway, so she would talk about how after these no's, what she would do is lean into the knowing. Mm. And I th- I just love the way she talks about that. It's so powerful of like, everyone is telling you no. Everything I was hearing was, you're so irresponsible. How could you have quit that job? Those were great people. What is wrong with you? We needed that, like those sort, that sort of energy, right? And so you have mm-hmm. to deal with the no and lean into the knowing. Mm. And she talks about that in the book. And like, not a spoiler alert, she says this in the first couple of sentences, she sold that business to L'Oreal for $1.2 billion with a B. Oh. Okay. That's what happens when we lean into the knowing, right? <laughs> Even with all the no's, there's an internal quiet knowing. And that was what I heard as the clock was ticking is, Sarah Walton, this is not what your life is for. Get up. And it's like, but- Okay. Right. And you listen to it and you have to lean into that. It is scary as hell. And obviously I would say to everybody, be as responsible as you need to be. There's thousands of ways to lean into your knowing. You don't have to get up and quit your job. There's thousands of ways to do this. There isn't one right way. 
as long as you're leaning into the knowing and trusting it and carving out the time to cultivate it, right? I'm very careful about that because I know there's a lot of business coaches who are like, well, if you meant it, you'd quit. Well, maybe, but maybe not. Like you need what you need in the moment to feel safe. And without safety, you can't be fully self-expressed anyway. Yeah. So I'll just leave that there. But leaning into that knowing, the very first thing I did um, after calling my dad and sobbing at 3 a.m., he lives in LA, so it was only midnight for him. Like, what is wrong with me? What is with these golden handcuffs? Yeah. Why can't I just live my life without money? Like, hating money, like, just so upset. And that conversation helped me sit down and write the Money Mindset course, which I still sell today as an online course. Like I sat down and wrote it and I did it for myself. I wrote a contract about how I was going to treat my money from this day forward. I sat down and looked at where I had learned how to deal with money. It's one of my favorite questions with my clients. I'm like, how do you feel about money? And they start talking. I'm like, who taught you that? And it stops people. It's like, oh, because we think we chose it. No, Mm -hmm. never, right? By the way, book number two, if you're keeping track, is The Soul of Money by Lynn Twist, which is amazing. And she talks about the myths of money that we're born into. Yes. And so many of us are born into those beliefs, not just her three myths, which are fantastic, but also other things like it's for other people, or you have to be evil to have money, or money corrupts people. My daughter said that just the other day. I was like, whoa, where did you hear that? Who taught you that? I'm glad I could catch it, you know, at a younger age before it becomes real, right? Real, I say in air quotes. So I sat down and did that. And then I did work around, well, what would I want if I could? And I sat down and wrote this course. And I was like, well, now what do I do? Mm. And then I started going to networking events. And I was like, could you take this this course with me? I'll, I'll like walk you through it for eight weeks. Can you do it with me? And in exchange for that, could you let me know if it worked for you or not? And that's literally what I did. I didn't have a coach. Nobody told me to do that. I was just like, well, let me have some common sense here. I need humans to tell me if this is going to work for them. It worked for me. I feel so much better. I can see the path now, right? And so that's sort of where I started was with the Money Mindset course. And then I started doing that as a group program. And I just had like a conference call. People would call in and once a week we'd have a lesson. I mean, I didn't know what the heck I was doing, but I knew the content and I knew I could help people. And then from there, people were like, do you do one-on-one coaching? And I was like, I do now. (laughs) It was kind of like, let me lean into the knowing. I think I've been doing this my whole life. I just didn't call it that. right. So I leaned into that. And then pretty soon I had 10 one-on-one clients and I would teach the sale, I'm sorry, the sales mastermind. I would teach the money mindset course probably once or twice a year to sort of boost revenue. And then I started figuring out people wanted more. And then I realized what happened that was even more powerful. And I still believe this today, this is the number one reason that the Abundance Academy sells the way it does is you need to have people who are in the same conversation you're in. You have to. Because if you expand and you grow because you yeah. listen to a great podcast or you right. read a great book and then you go talk to your friends and they're like, that's a bunch of trash. By the way, my boss sucks. And the other day, I think my husband's... And you're like, yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, you shrink back down to what your environment expects of you. And so I think having an environment of humans around you who are just as imperfect, who are just as honest, who say things like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but this seems to be working... People who say, I don't like the way this feels, but I love the way that feels. What do I do with that? And then having a coach lead that and talk about where things can 
pivot to be more successful, where some of the pitfalls can be. You know, my favorite thing to say to people is always like, how do you know what I'm thinking? I'm like, because we're not that special. (laughs) None of us have, we all think that what we're going through is so serious. I'm like, dudes, out of 7 billion people on the planet, you are not the only human being to have the experience you're having. And that is from incredibly traumatic, right? To like, I stubbed my toe right before I was supposed to go on stage. Like, pick a thing, right? You're not the first person to go through what you're going through. And if you can find people around you who not only get that, but want to support you with that or show you shortcuts around that or be there for you as you heal or be there for you to celebrate, once you start to have that, that's when everything shifts. Because we can only be as big as our closest circles. And the more I have done this work, it's been 14 years now. The more I've done this work, the more I am 100% convinced of that old adage. You know, if you take the five people you spend the most time with, that's probably your salary. Their average salary is probably your salary. Yeah, it's a true thing, by the way. No, I've heard that. And like, you're like the average, the sum, more from like a character personality, but I like the salary because that just puts some nice dollars and cents to it. It (laughs) quantifies. Put numbers, numbers to it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I'm like, oh my God. That's what I love. Like in the Abundance Academy, we'll be joking around. Like one woman signed up in four months, she made an extra $106,000, right? Oh so what God. do you think does that the rest, the rest of the group's like, I mean, what'd you do? Like, right? And it just yeah. creates a different conversation. So you're not talking about shoes and bags. You're not gossiping. You're not like, I love TV shows. Like I love it, but that's not the conversation we're having there. So Everybody leaves more expanded when one person wins. Mm. And when one person's down, that person gets lifted up. And everyone gets expanded by lifting them up. It's just the, I don't know. I could talk about it for 325 years. It's just the coolest thing. Incredible. Yeah, I love, that's why I'm such a big fan of masterminds and group coaching and, you know, community, like-minded, purpose-driven community, because it's so true. And also there's like, hype, there's inspiration, there's vulnerability, there's accountability. There's just like you said, the energetics of like what you appreciate appreciates what you put your attention on grows. So like, yeah, we're talking about abundance and changing our lives and our relationship to money. Then like, that's what we're going to do. And we all, it's fun to talk about whatever HBO show or Bravo Vanderpump rules. That's like junk food. That's like little nibbles, right? But this is hanging out with people in conversations that's nourishing your soul, that's that's mm-hmm. shifting how you show up in the world. Like, so like, what is the structure? What, what would someone expect in your mastermind group? Is it a lot of like talking in a group like that? Is it like you teaching just for people who are probably listening to this and maybe never done like a, a high level mastermind? I think that's like something, that, one of those words we talk about a lot in like coaching spaces, but someone might be like, what happens in this magical, in this magical container, in this magical cave? of a mastermind. I love that. It's so funny. Can I just be so honest? I took my daughter to the Taylor Swift concert last weekend and all I can hear in my head is Taylor Swift because I'm a mastermind. Okay. I totally, it's in my head now. Oh my gosh. Okay. So what actually happens in a mastermind? Okay. What happens is, so the sales mastermind is a course, right? It's just, it's a course with humans, right? Because I, I love online courses. They have their place. But when you're learning a skill like sales, you need humans. Like we learn with each other, we learn around each other. And so what that structure looks like is it's a six-month program because I've learned over these 14 years, it takes six months to really get how to sell with heart, right? Like not taking on those bro tactics that we see, not being pressury, not being the used car salesman, all the usual things we hear around sales. Like I don't want to be salesy, Sarah. 
It's like the number one thing I hear when people apply. <laughs> I know, I know, you know, but you know, you need to make money. So it puts you in this really messed up position where you're like, I hate myself because I have to make money, but I really have to make money, but I don't want to sell, but I have, and it just goes around and around. So my belief about business success is that it's 20% strategy, it's 80% mindset. And I think if we all sit back and actually think about that for a second, you can feel the truth of that. Yes, it's Pareto's principle, the 80-20 principle. But deeper than that is how many times have you downloaded you know, somebody's free thing or you've looked at something, you've taken a master class or you read, like you read a great book or you watched a great YouTube video and you got the strategy. Like They'll give it to you because they're not dumb. If your head's not on straight, the strategy's not going to work. I don't care what strategy it is. Yeah. I don't care who gave it to you. If your head is, this is stupid, I can't do it. You're not, it's not going to work. Right. It just doesn't happen. And so inside the sales mastermind, yeah, the first thing I do is lay out all the strategy, right? Yeah. We, we talk about a sales call script. We go through nurture sequence emails. We talk about what a lead magnet is, why you need one, when to use it, how to use it, what should be in it. We talk about sales pages, and I consider sales pages to be the biggest business asset any one of us has. And we don't think of it like that, but you and I are talking right now, Maddie, and our sales pages are out there working for us. Mm -hmm. That's an asset, right? It's working on its own behalf. And so how do we treat it like that? How do we make it inviting and warm and have people go, oh, thank God I landed on this page? Like, what is that? Right. So we talk about all of that, how to write emails. One of my the biggest compliments I get is people are like, Oh my God, Sarah, I read your emails and I can hear you. I'm like, Yes. Right. <laughs> it's like I win, right? Like, yes, I'm with you all the time. And I open it up because I want to hear you again when I'm in line at the bank. I'm like, Yeah, let's go, baby. Right. Like that. How do you do that? When does that happen? Why does that happen? What are what are the skills of confidence? What are the skills of influence? And what does that even mean? So we talk about all that strategy and we meet once a week where I actually teach, but that's also peppered in with flat out coaching. I start every single call with who's got to win, who's struggling and who needs coaching. And then we get into the lesson and everything's recorded. They can go back at any time and go see it again. And then the aspect that I think is the most important is they have their own Voxer group. Mm. So they can share wins inside. They're so excited. They get like all lit up and excited. Um, and they can box me on business days. And it's Sarah, I'm about to get on a sales call. I'm super scared. I'll pump them up. Right. We'll get excited. And then the other thing I love are reviews. I do reviews for people. So once a week, they can send me something. We call a review anything I'd have to open my computer for. So they want my hands in their copy. They want my hands in their emails. They want my hands in their sales script. I'm all about it. And we go in there. And I think it's the combo of having that group having the strategy, and then a coach who's working on your mindset for six months, it's kind of hard not to be successful after that, right? It's like, because it's the full thing. And that's that's why I love masterminds. Oh, yeah. So many good riverbanks. We're like, we're just going to keep this flowing in a mm. positive direction. Like We got oh my the God, group, I love the boxer, the like me showing up. I, I love that. And thank you for walking us through that. Because I, I, yeah. I just realized like my mom is a real estate agent. So she's been in masterminds since I was like, six, you know, she had her business coaching, she had her secret, you know, the secret vision board. She was always doing because of her job was, you know, she fed our family basically on sales. So she, I think always understood like the mindset, the visualization, the support, like you need that scaffolding. But the other day, someone literally was like, what the heck is in mastermind anyway? And I was like, <laughs> let's go back down to basics. And you describing that, even just hearing you say that, I'm like, Oh my God, that sounds so good. Like, when is my next mastermind that I'm joining? Because 
it's so nice to be held in that container where you're just investing yourself, mm-hmm. your time, energy, attention, money into being like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to kind of get out of whatever this little pattern or rut. If it's fine here, but it doesn't feels like I'm needing to stretch out. And what what a beautiful offering. And also how much fun to hang out with you for six months. And oh my God, come on. Come on. Stop it. No, we <laughs> this have one's so a good much time. Fun. Yeah, this is, seems like fun. This again is really fun. And that kind of leads me into like I'm talking about um obviously like going over this and the sales mastermind and other things and going to Mondays Academy. What I don't know even how to break this down, but obviously everyone comes to you. I don't want to be salesy. And I totally get it. It's like literally like a bad word. Like it's like like the S word. It's like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, make me. Yeah. (laughs) But I need money. Yeah. I need money. So, you know, if someone comes to you and like, obviously they're joining your your whole mastermind, but is there something that's like one of your favorite like tools or reframes or something you could share with the cosmic baddie community, give them a little like almost bush of the Sarah Walton magic, a little appetizer of just like, Hey, even if like, we're not ready to work in your mastermind yet, like what's something just so today we can shift our energetic (laughs) approach and our mindset around this sleazy S word. Okay. I know. I know. So it's so much, right? I, I totally feel I can feel the weight of people listening. Like, please make it not horrible. <laughs> no, no pressure. <laughs> I know. Thanks. Um, no. So here's the deal: is the more direct you are, the less salesy you are. Mm. Which sounds so simple, right? But it really is. Like, if you go up to somebody, you know, and you're being all weird, and you're like, "Well, I sort of help people with the thing," and they're like, "What the f is wrong with her?" Because you're being weird. Right. And I say that with total love. Like, I'm not, I don't mean that judgment, but don't be weird, man. Like, you've been given this amazing gift. Just tell them what it is. It's like, you know, the trees are green, the sky is blue. I have a sales mastermind and I'd love to have you. It's amazing. It and I rhymes. I didn't mean to do that. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, Taylor Swift. Anyway, you're welcome. No, but it's like, it's like, just say what it is. And that's the issue is we, and this is a complicated issue. So I could totally get into this if you want, but as women, especially, there's a really, another great book. Sorry, guys, I'm just dropping books left and right. Uh, Terry Cole is her name and it's called Boundary Boss. I do not love the title of the book, but I love the book. And inside Boundary Boss, Terry Cole, who's a therapist in New York City, coined the phrase high-functioning codependence. And you're like, Sarah, where did we go from just say what you said, right? (laughs) Hold on. I promise I'm going to bring this back around. So anytime I'm speaking on stage and I say high-functioning codependence, I love looking out in the audience because every woman's like, that's me. I'm like, dude, I haven't defined it yet. (laughs) It just sounds like that's me. It sounds like something I would do. (laughs) You said high-functioning, but messed up. That's me, right? So high-functioning codependence. So let's just break this down for women really quickly because I'm going to teach you why it's been hard for you to just say what you do, okay? So if you were born into a female body, there is more connective tissue between your right and left hemispheres of your brain. There Mm. just are. It's what makes women so effing fantastic at multitasking. Mm. It's why I literally do this. Like I grab my phone and I'm like, this is us, right? Yeah. Cause you take the chicken out of the fridge. No, don't send that email. Yeah. Do that. Yes. No, I can't do that till four. Right. And then you're like, do it. And people are like, what? And we just do it. Cause you know, it's Tuesday or whatever. Right. And that's what we do. And that's because of all that extra connective tissue we have. It's yes. what makes us so fast with emotion, but intellectual at the same time. And it's it's yeah. this really powerful thing that we have. And I love our men, mm-hmm. love them, right? But they have mm-hmm. less connective tissue and focus on one thing at a time. And those of us who have spouses or maybe sons or whatever, right? Brothers, 
you can do something like if they're watching TV, you go, Hey, could you help me take out the garbage? They'll be like, but I'm watching TV. Right. And that's it. Right. That's the difference between our brains. Okay. So we have that going on and we are able to do all of that. And it works very well for the rest of society, right? Women are consistently doing the, listen to the words, invisible, unpaid work that makes society work. Mm-hmm. You think about that the next time you make someone's bed. Okay. And I'm Mm -hmm. dead serious. I'm not saying that to be tongue in cheek. We do the invisible unpaid work that makes everyone else's lives easier. Right. And then we get rewarded for it. Here's the codependence piece. The codependence Mm -hmm. piece is, oh my God, you're killing it. You're so Mm -hmm. selfless. Mm -hmm. You literally have no self. I'm going to (laughs) reward you for that. Yeah. I mean, we get rewarded. So we're like, oh my God, I'm so amazing. I'm going to go do more invisible unpaid work. And I'm going to run myself ragged. And I'm going to be exhausted. And I'm going to have my daughter call me at work and tell me she misses me. And I'm going to sit. Oh, okay. So we have been not only rewarded, I'm going to use the word trained. We have been trained to make sure everyone else is comfortable. And it starts very young with little things like, don't cry. Where's my pretty smile, right? Mm-hmm. Your emotions are making me uncomfortable. Could you please stop having them? Mm-hmm. So- mm-hmm. Hi. That's a lifetime of training. Yes. That is a lifetime of conditioning. And then Sarah Walton comes into your ears and says, just say what you do. And you're like, what the F are you talking about? <laughs> say what I do. I Right? This is where you're going to have so much compassion and love and empathy and excitement for yourself. Because if you take this on and you say to somebody, no, I'm a really great astrologer, like I'm going to knock your socks off with what Mm -hmm. I'm able to do. And I have an opening on Friday. Do you want it? Mm -hmm. Whoa. Yes, I do. Right? Like all of a sudden everything's different. But if you learn to do that, no matter what it is that you do without the conditions, without the excuses, without the like, but I'll give you half off because you've been trained not to value the support you give this planet. So you want to be so kind and so loving and so gentle with yourself as you learn to simply say what you do and how much it costs. The end, right? That is, it's easy for me to say that in a sentence. And I have so much love and appreciation and admiration for what that takes from women today to Mm -hmm. actually get out there and do. It's not a joke. It's very, it's very serious work and it takes a while and it'll sneak up on you in different ways. You're like, oh my God, I just did it again last night at dinner. Everybody wanted sushi. I hate sushi, but I went out for sushi because I didn't want And you'll start to see it in every aspect of your life because you learn the skill of sales. It's very, very powerful. Oh, wow. Okay. That is really helpful. And again, like just the things that this is simplifying. Like, like I like just back to the beginning point of like, don't be weird. Like just if someone you know, like, just like came up to me at a party, like, hey, do you want to like do you know, like, a drink? I'd be like, um, are you, I'm a little creeped out. You're weirding me out, not in a good way. Whereas, yeah, it's like just being direct. And I, I remember having, this is really, it was a very silly story. But I remember being in this like communal bathroom and it was like, you know, everyone in one big bathroom and out in Montauk where I spent a lot of time and there's just beautiful like fountain in the middle and there's mirrors all around and basically like everyone's just trying to get to the mirror in the bathroom. Boys, girls, gays, theys, we're all just trying to look good in Montauk. And everyone's like crowded into the mirror. And and there's like me and like five of the like uber polite people in the back just kind of like, it's okay. I'll just like 
wait my turn. And I don't know, but we didn't have to be that way. We were being overly hesitant and it created almost an awkwardness that people didn't even know what to do. And this one girl comes out of the bathroom, washes her hands. I just walked right up to the mirror, does her lip gloss, leaves. And I just, I don't know why this moment stood out to me. It was the silliest of all the amazing things I've witnessed in my life. But I was like, damn, I like that girl's energy. She was in, she was out. There was like a surgical precision. She actually got out of our way faster than all of us. Just kind of like, we're trying to be like invisible, but we're actually making this a lose-lose for everyone here. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like, I want to be like that more. And just like a little bit unapologetic, go to the mirror, be indirect, come out. And I actually think that's a really big gift that Aries, my Aries in my life show me of just like getting direct in there it's okay. <laughs> Going right to the point. And that clarity, as you know, Dr. Brene Brown says, like clear is kind, like unclear is unkind oh, too. So that. it's like, let's just be, this is what I do. And it's, it's actually really clear. Like to have me be like, oh, you sell that, you do that, you do a sales mastermind. I need that. And then it's up mm-hmm. to me. I'm not like sitting here like, oh, Sarah has amazing skills that she's charging money for. Like, like, (laughs) right? But like, we think that's how we're being perceived. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, is that going to help me? (laughs) The end. That's it. That's all I think. Yeah. That's all any of us are worried about. I say to people all the time, like, I don't know how. I'm like, how do you help people? Oh, well, tell them. Tell them. Right. And one of my, you know, one of the like, kind of harsh analogies I use here is people are like, well, I don't want to be salesy. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Let's talk about this for a second. Like, I want you to pretend you're a doctor and you walk past somebody who's bleeding out and they're going to effing die if you don't help them. You're like, well, I don't want to be salesy. So you walk by. Well, the dude dies, man. Because right. you're more worried about how you look than the help you can provide. And the second I say that, people kind of snap too. And they're like, no, I don't. It's like, aha, let's talk about what this actually is. This is a fear of not looking good. And we're making that fear more important than the support we can give. And all of a sudden people go, oh, people get that. Like, it's like, oh my God, I don't want to do that. Okay. Let's talk, teach me how to sell this because I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's good. I think once we lay it out and we really tell the truth about it, it's really simple for people to let that fear go because nobody wants to put their own ego in front of helping somebody. Like that's, that's not who we are. I don't attract people who are just in it for the money. Like that's never, that's never what we do. We're here because we really want to help people. And yeah, we have mortgages too. Exactly. Both those things exist. And a lot of what I'm hearing and what you're saying about like how to kind of de- sleazify sales, make it soulful, make it sexy, is like Mm. this concept around truth. You're talking about what's true to you, what you know you can help people with. And also this truth of like, I don't need to shove it down your throat. Maybe we kind of incorporate or start associate a lot of this sleazy sales tactics with people who are. They're like, be manipulative, or they're trying to make you feel bad about yourself, or they're just like spamming you or things that are like, that's not going to be you. And I think this other truth of it's hard to be, it's scary to be, I should say, like witness. And you're like, wow, wow. You know, I post them on Instagram. What is this person from high school going to think? Or like my mother-in-law's bridge p- partner. And you're like, okay. And then to your point, you're like, well, first of all, chances are they're really not going to care. And like, second of all, like, are you going to stop from helping that person? Are you going to stop yourself from paying that mortgage, doing something you love because of what like, Sam W from high school thinks of you. Like, and, and I have to catch myself on this sometimes because you're like, ooh, like, what is someone going to think of me putting myself out there? And you're like, probably nothing. And they don't pay my bills, so I don't care. 
No, and that Sam W was very specific, Maddie. I think we need to have a conversation <laughs> about this. So between the Sam W and your mother's bridge partner, I'm very interested in what's happening over there. So <laughs> let's talk about this for just a hot second, my beautiful people. Here's the deal about us humans. We are so freaking self-involved. Mm-hmm. We don't think about anyone else for more than about 30 seconds. So mm-hmm. don't think anybody's thinking about you. And I love you and I respect you mm-hmm. and nobody cares. So one of the analogies I give here, because I spent a lot of time living in New York City, which I love, and (laughs) said the little girl from Sandy, Utah. But anyway, what would happen a lot in New York City is women, people, humans are wearing these gorgeous like sundresses, and then there'd be this whip of wind like Marilyn Monroe style out of nowhere, right? Mm -hmm. And I used to say to people, like, I want you to imagine there's a beautiful woman walking in front of you. And she falls over and trips and the wind blows her dress all the way up over her head. She, her underwear's hanging out all over the joint. She's on the ground. You're like, oh dear God, this poor, you might help her up, whatever. How long do you think about her before you start wondering where you're going to have for lunch? Or did I really say that in that meeting? Or, oh, did I leave the stove? How long? Like, be really honest. with That is an embarrassing moment. That is not you doing something on Instagram. Okay. That is an embarrassing moment. (laughs) How long you think about that? Right. You really, I mean, maybe, maybe 45 seconds. Honestly, if you're walking down the street, maybe 45 seconds. No one's thinking about you. No I love you. And even our thoughts of thinking about her for 45 seconds. What effect, speaking of New York City, what effects (laughs) does that even really have on her actually? Like even if I thought about it for 60 five seconds. It's like, okay. Like, and then we're back yeah. to get the lunch, the the to-do list, the, oh my God, the cringy thing I said in that meeting this morning. So it's, it's such a good reminder. It's like, it's all about you, but it's not about you. You're really special. Also, no one cares. And it's this beautiful like balance that actually keeps us in the space of, of feeling open and present to, to this truth. So, oh my gosh, I could literally talk to you all day. Classic Gemini rising and a Virgo getting together. We could just shoot this shit all day, but I'm like, we will honor your time. Um, so you know, tell us like if people are like, God damn, I need more of Sarah Walton in my life, in my inbox, in my I need to be in the mastermind. Where can people find you? A and B. What are some of the offerings? And is there like enrollment or what kind of times of year do you open up spaces to work with you? Oh, that's a great question. Okay, so you can come hang out with me at sarahwalton.com. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Sarah with an H. For those of you who are wondering, because I know that comes up. So it's sarahwalton.com. I have a YouTube channel called Sarah Uncut. Heaven help us all. I turn on my phone once a week and just start talking. Good luck. No, I'm kidding. It's really fun. It's like five to seven minutes, quick hits on topics that people ask me about. Um, And I have a podcast. It's called the Game On Girlfriend Podcast, because this is not your practice life. The game is on. You can grab one of my favorite tools, actually, that I started in the Money Mindset course 150 years ago is the freedom calculator. And you can go snag that right on my site or you can go to sarahwalton.com slash freedom. And on the freedom calculator, it actually helps you specifically for your world calculate how much money your business needs to make every month in order for you to feel free. Mm. And that's why I call it the freedom calculator. So you have a number because the second your brain has a concrete number to go after, all of a sudden things start to make sense and you start selling things to hit that number. Um, And there's a whole bunch of tools behind that. So you can go grab that. For the sales mastermind, um, I run that once a year. It's usually every, I open it up on Valentine's Day because I heart sales. I know, I know. And the Abundance Academy is open enrollment. So people, I never wanted to close the Abundance Academy because it's abundant. That doesn't make sense to me. 
So when you feel called or pushed to expand and run into the Abundance Academy and do it as fast as you can, that's available. There is an application process because I'm very protective of the group, right? We want people in there who are really ready to play, people who are not going to come in and complain, people who are not going to come in and gossip, but people who are going to come in and be like, okay, I tried this. It didn't work. I tried this. I blew it out of the water. What's next? How do I apply this? And what I love about that format for the Abundance Academy is the second you sign up, every single lesson I've ever taught in the Abundance Academy is available to you instantly, which is super cool. Yeah, super fun. Super fun, super clear. Honestly, I just want to hang out with you for the laughter and the clarity. Girl, you are clear. You are clear. Where are you now, if you don't want me asking? Because you went to Taylor Swift this weekend, so you got to be like, in the trice. You know I'm close to you, yeah. No, I am uh, just over the George Washington Bridge. Okay. I am now a bridge and tunnel. It happened. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's good. Um, yeah, when you said Tay, I was like, wait, you saw Tay this weekend, then you must be close to me. <laughs> my, my home slice. I could have stayed at that. Talk about staying, at, staying forever. I was like about to hide under a seat and be like, I'll just be here for tomorrow. Don't mind me. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Okay, well, everyone... Go obviously like give Sarah a shout out on Instagram, let her know like your favorite parts of the episode, go get involved in her whole like gorgeous ecosystem. Her website is also like, just like her. It's a treat. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's clear. It's helpful. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. Just so beyond generous. So, so rich. This is definitely an episode, I think from multiple, multiple, multiple listens, taking some notes. We have lots of good recommendations and advice. Is there anything else that you want to say before we close out? Oh, just go do it. Just stop it. Just do it. You know what the next step is. Just go do it right now. Right now. Right now. Okay. Go make Sarah proud and make me proud too. Go do it right now. I love that. Sarah, you are a treat and a gem. Thank you for coming on. Everyone, thank you for listening. Love you. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other Cosmic Baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic RX, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you Cosmic Baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.